you're always going to get people that don't like what you're doing. Don't listen to them. Listen to the people who respond. They matter a whole lot more. Welcome to the podcast. Conversations with startup founders, mentors, and other folks associated with Pi, the Portland Incubator Experiment. I'm Rick Tarosi, co-founder and general manager of Pi, and I'll be your host. Let's get into another slice. How not to be tone deaf. Figure out whose best interest do you have in mind. And, and in general, I think where I see people make big errors in marketing is when they don't think about the next step. They think about the activity they're doing. So they're like, mm-hmm. oh, I know that I am supposed to write a blog post that, that you know promotes this thing that I'm doing. But they don't think about who it's for, what they are hoping that person does when they read, how that person might react. Like mm-hmm. you've got to think through, become a student of psychology and really become a student of empathy and think through how is this going to be perceived to somebody else? That's Casey Jones, founder of A Better Jones and Our Galaxy, and Pi Mentor in Residence. Where I see founders make the biggest mistake, honestly, is kind of being a narcissist, where it's like they think they're going to put something out there and it's going to have this like massive impact in all of these unforeseen ways. And it's like, Dude, half the time you're a really small startup and no one's even going to see it. Right. You got to start putting stuff out there before anybody is going to notice. And you're going to have all of these little learnings along the way. And so oftentimes the people that struggle the most with marketing as a startup are um, the, the technical founders. Mm-hmm. And... I recommend take an MVP approach to your marketing. Take, do something really simple, get it out there and see how people respond, measure that response, learn from it, iterate, repeat. And by the time you've got a big enough audience, by the time people are actually really taking notice, you will have learned many things and you're not going to be making these huge mistakes. I think way too often early stage founders look at like some really, really tone deaf thing that a massive brand does. And so everybody calls them out. You're not Pepsi doing that really awful, like woke ad with Kendall Jenner. No one's going to freaking notice. If you do something lame, most likely the only people that will notice are a couple of your friends that will be like, yo, dude, that was kind of lame. Like, mm, don't do that again. And you can kind of figure it out. Yeah. So ta- what you're saying is tactical is okay right now. We don't need to be overly strategic. No, I don't think you can be. Okay. We don't know. None of us have any freaking clue what is going on. And anyone yeah. who's like an influencer or a thought leader who's like, this is what you need to do. They are, they don't know anything. No one has been through this before. Nobody knows. We are all flying blind. We are all making our best guests. Get out there and freaking try some things. And the thing that's also kind of amazing is things are moving so quickly that if you try something and it falls flat, 
people will forget about it five minutes later because we've just gotten 8,000 news updates and all the rest and it's okay. And, but when you do something that is positive, you're going to get a couple of people that really, really notice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the one other thing that I will just add, cause we were talking about this before we went live right now is the time to be consistent because what I'm seeing is, you know, I've been really active on social, on multiple platforms of social media for a long time. And what I'm seeing is content that I put out, if I put out something similar, like six weeks ago, two months ago, I would get way more comments, way more likes, way more activity, like on the social platform. But because I've been consistent doing it, I am getting this flood of direct messages and emails of people being like, Hey, I saw you do this. And like, it made me think about that. And can we talk about this? And so what I think is happening is people are watching a lot of stuff and they might not interact with it in a public forum, but if you are consistent, it will start to build up and people will respond to you in a more direct way. And so now is the time to just get out there and try stuff be consistent with it. Cause you're not going to get, you have to be consistent to get the results anyway, but especially now there's a lot of noise because everybody's home and everyone's, I don't know, bored and trying stuff. Yeah. And I, and I think looking for that, I think one of those um, motivating factors for that more kind of DM behavior might be that people aren't, people aren't looking to throw a random like or comment at something. They're actually like looking for that connection right now. And I think that's from a marketing standpoint, um, something that's, that's really rare and, and a rare opportunity. So do you have any like tips for how you do something like that, that doesn't scale? If you're a small startup, and you're starting to get all this inbound that is that is unmanageable like what yeah. what do you do figure out ways because i love exactly what you're saying completely agree everyone's looking for connection we're all kind of alone and we're all looking for connection in different ways and yeah i think we're seeing ebbs and flows of like i mean i got invited to like 20 virtual happy hours a week and a half ago and not any right now but yep. I think that there is this opportunity to actually build a sense of community in what you're doing. So think about ways that, let's say you're getting a bunch of inbound from peer industry, set up a bi-weekly Zoom call where anyone can join, you pick a topic, maybe you have like a couple of questions that you're going to ask everybody and just be like hey we're going to have a table discussion where we can all talk about what we're going through what we're seeing and help each other through it and some of the ones that i've been a part of have been truly incredible where people will say hey you know, I'm having this issue. And all of a sudden, everyone's diving in and being like, hey, have you thought about this? What about that? Could you do this? Hey, I know someone. Can I introduce you? People are desperate to connect, desperate to learn, and desperate to help. If you can help provide a platform for other people to do that, they will, you will be inspired and moved and grateful 
that they're doing it and that you had a role in it and they will be inspired, moved and grateful that you did it for them and they will remember that. Mm-hmm. To me, what you're describing sounds very much like more of a mentorship kind of role. And you've been an incredible mentor for our program, for, for other rooms. Um, I know we've compared notes on it time and time again. Maybe just talk a little bit about, aside from the business that you do, what motivates you? Why are you interested in mentoring and, and helping other people? Even, I mean, I understand sales is driven by by the money, like what motivates you to be a mentor? That's why I was not good at sales. I got <laughs> like I, it's why I fizzled out is because I just was not somebody that was so driven by the money that I could make the grind of sales work long-term. Um, it's really interesting actually, because I'm working on a, a course right now and I've been writing content about this launch and about, I don't know, about it. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I started writing yesterday was about um, the fact that for through my whole life, I have wanted, and I'm not alone, whatever, everybody I think feels this way and to some degree, I wanna feel like what I do matters. Mm -hmm. I wanna feel like I can help someone and if you asked me years ago, when I was just about to graduate high school, what I would be doing right now, I would have said one of two things or both, that I would be an Oscar winning actress or a politician. And yes, I know both of those things make me sound like a fucking narcissist, excuse my French, but it's really more that when I back then and still look at the people that really inspire me and the people that, um, I don't know, give me a sense of hope in the world. It's the people that help others and that have an impact. And I think, especially a couple years ago when I first was starting a Better Jones and I, um, I don't know why I did this, but there, I was really moved, motivated by the famous Maya Angelou quote of, uh, I'm going to butcher it, um, people don't remember what you did, they don't remember what you said, but they remember how you made them feel. And I started to think about how do I want to make people feel? And I realized that what sums up kind of everything for me is I want to make people feel like they can, they can do more than they thought they could. And not just that they can do it, but they have a plan to do it. And, you know, it's funny. It's like my business is called a better Jones and people think that it's me being um, snobby. Like I'm better than the other Joneses. No, it's literally because 10 years ago I had a really, I had like the fourth boyfriend in a row cheat on me. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm most screwed up human. I can't, continue to be like this. I need to learn how to be a better version of me. And so I start, that was when I created my Twitter account. And that's why my Twitter handle was a better Jones to being a better version of me. And so seriously, my whole goal in life is like, can I help someone just be like slightly better, whatever that means for them. And I get more reward from that than from damn near anything else. 
I love that origin story. I always thought it was Jones in the context of addiction. Like See, that's the other I really like that. Like it's like, oh, it's like a better, like a better Jones, a better desire, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and all yeah. frankly kind of worked for my industry and what I do yeah. work, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it, it's it's a much more self-deprecating um <laughs> interpretation. Okay. Well, <laughs> You've been gracious enough to spend time with us and answer questions. What what can we be doing to help you? What what do you need? Um, well, shit. Um, <laughs> uh, one, let me know if there's anything I do to I can do to help anyone. The other thing I will just say, so because we've been in our furious pivot mode, um, we're launching a couple of things and I'll I will put a I'll put a link in just a second. Um, so we are launching. Um, we are about to launch a new community that is all designed to help founders and business professionals build their personal brands in a way that um, uh, helps them grow their business, helps them develop their careers. And so I would love. Hold on, I gotta fucking find my link here. Um, I would love if anybody is remotely interested in joining, um, I will drop a link in just a second for you to sign up. Um, And we are just about to announce, I think we will announce officially, I've just been recording a ridiculous amount of videos. We will announce, um, we're launching a couple of courses. So first one is how to start your own podcast. So if you're remotely interested in starting your own podcast, I'm, there's a list or there's a link to sign up for our galaxy, which is going to be this personal branding community. And we're going to have courses and all kinds of stuff. And it's going to be fun and good. And yeah. And then seriously though, like anyone, let me know how I can help follow me on social, hit me up, slide into the DMS more than happy to help in any way I can. And that's the podcast. We hope you'll subscribe on your favorite podcast network and join us next week with Pi Mentor Stephen Green.